Hi, welcome to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy with Chris Kavner. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, something I didn't say in the first episode was uh, that music you just heard. All right, that's the music I made for the show. So feel free to insult the shit out of it because it's terrible. I don't know what I'm doing when I make music, but I needed music, so I whip something up, and that's what you get. I, I don't even know what the instruments are called that are playing. I know there's drums, and <laughs> that's it. Oh, man. So how are you today? What's up? Hope you're you're good. Look, hey, you are good because now we're we're checking in with each other and we are, you know, going back to that whole idea of crowdsourcing our problems. Let's let's fix them together. This is the new self-help thing I'm trying. If I offer self-help, maybe I get to help myself. It's like cool, dude. Oh my god. Maybe I'm just lazy and I don't want to go out and find a doctor. Maybe that's it. But here we are anyway. Uh, what did I, what was bothering me today? Yeah, okay, so what the hell is this idea of being, um, not afraid to fail? You know, that's like a concept that comes up in my professional and personal life over and over again. People say, you know, be attracted to failure, that's how you learn, and, like, use failure as an inspiration. Look, I get it. It's a way to not let the shit you suck at get to you. But it's a way to inspire others and sway them away from depression, you know. And it's also like a uh, consoling pat on the back of your heartbroken friend after she, you know, went after someone that was out of their league. But you know what? You know what I think? I think it's all bullshit. I, 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 I think pacifying your friends isn't a favor. It's like an obstruction of growth. And I guess what I'm talking about today um, is that. It's like our, our it's failure and our positive connotations with it. It's backwards. So I went to um, theater school and I was taught from 17 years old to be attracted to failure. Like, I get that whatever my teacher or mentor was trying to tell me was that, you know, take risks because the rewards from said risks can be great. But man, did I misconstrue that. You know, I, I was purposely not memorizing my lines in full when I had a performance because failure wasn't necessarily a bad thing anymore, you know? You know, like, what could happen? Well, I'll tell you what could happen. You could forget a monologue in the middle of a show and run the, like, run the collective storytelling experience right into the fucking ground and only to have the same teacher and mentor who inspired you in the first place to take that risk you know, reproach you after for, for, for screwing up the fucking play. And why does this happen? You know, you, you encourage me to fail and I experienced the failure and I know what I did was wrong, but you know what it was that was wrong? It was that I went against my intuition to work hard and buckle down and memorize my lines backwards and forwards, which then in the end, it led to a botched performance and ultimately, like, disappointment in myself. And inspired disappointment from others aimed towards me. So, like, it put me into, like, a cycle of, of failure and a depressive mindset. But there's this idea in our culture or society that failing is good for you. It builds character. It shows resilience and forces you to work harder. 
You, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like someone who never had to go through the shit telling you what to do. You, you know, someone who had life handed to them on a silver platter, but doesn't understand the lower class human experience. Someone who is encouraging their own worker bees of society to keep their heads buried in failure while they themselves profit. It's complete crap, and it's a tumor in our social constructs, and that needs to be cut out. And I think, you know, I can think of one place in my life where failure was huge, okay? I was a teenage skateboarder, like like a sponsored one. In retrospect, I don't think I was necessarily that great, but, you know, I could skate. Looking back now, it was such a great experience for me, like in full. And I'm grateful for every day I was able to feel good about myself because I was capable of doing things that a normal person couldn't do. Like how many of you can kickflip? You know, how many of you listening to this even knows what that is? Well, I could do it switch down a 10 stair. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? What am I talking about? <laughs> but really, a big part of skating is actually failure. Physical failure. Pain. Broken bones, sprained ankles, and, and swollen elbows. Swellbows. That's what we used to call them, swellbows. But guess what? You know what was great about this failure? It was attraction to success. It was the attraction to success. I, I, I had this attraction to it because I was getting myself back up again to try whatever move or trick I was trying to succeed at. It's like... You know, in your head, you think of a trick, you try it, you fall, you try it a different way, you fall. You repeat it for hours, that same process, and then you finally land this trick, and then once you get it, you feel like the king of the world until the next trick gets stuck in your head and you gotta bring it into reality. You know, and that's what you should be attracted to, the success, not the failure. You shouldn't fear success because it's possible and it's great. Just ask 15-year-old me with disformed elbows and one hell of a limp. I was so happy, but in pain. And I guess that's how I've, like, decided to approach stuff in my life. Like, get back up and try again, because I know that success is there. I just gotta land it. I don't know if that's, like, a skateboarding analogy, but it sure beats failing and not feeling very good about myself afterwards. I was in a uh, pitch meeting recently, like, for a show. Well, <laughs> And trust me, I don't do those often. I'm, that makes me sound like I know what the fuck I'm doing. But no, I like somehow convinced um, a production company to, 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 to Skype with me all the way in LA. And we, we chit-chatted about a project that they're not interested in. <laughs> okay? And uh, after my presentation or whatever... Uh, the studio dude said something along the lines of, you know, like, I don't think the idea is there yet because I don't see what makes it so different from the similar ideas we get so often. And boom, my head, you know, like I started cycling in failure. I almost couldn't think straight and I was just like, shit, shit, I'm not good enough, oh fuck. And then like, luckily I wasn't alone pitching. Like I had my team with me, like Skyping. So they were like able to, I don't know, communicate while I entered this black hole of failure. Anyways, to snap out of it, I had to like re-engage into the conversation. And when I did, I started pointing out the parts of my project that did stand out. Like that was like the mental way of falling down and being like, damn it, I got to land this and then getting back up and trying again. Lo and behold, the studio head was like, okay, well now I have to read the script. So I didn't really solve the issue, but because I didn't like 
rise up during the ashes during this pitch and get a yes uh, when it felt like it was a hard nose. I got like, a, a man, let me look at this again. And I mean, it's not a straight up success, but it sure as fucking hell wasn't a failure. And, you know, you know, me applying my attraction to success in order to make this ship happen. That's what it is. You know, fuck yeah. And like I said before, like, yeah, that story kind of makes me sound like a big shot, but it's not true. I literally serve tables for a living. Like, that's what pays my bills, and I, I don't even make enough to save. I'm no different than anyone, but I I, I, I go for it. Not because, like, I, I'm fearless of failure, but I'm like, you know, hey, I have goals. I want to succeed. So I, I think we have to reinvent this dumb, self-pitying, social epidemic of normalizing and excusing failure and be like, let's be fearless of success, you know? Switch that saying around to... You know, don't be scared to make your dreams come true. Be attracted to success. Like, it's only when we decide for ourselves we deserve to reach our goals and have our dreams come true that it'll really happen. I mean, it hasn't happened for me yet, but I'll tell you one thing. I am much more functional with this mindset than the previous one of being in some sort of cycle of failure and, like, accepting it over and over again. Because when I look at it, my day-to-day -day is no different. You know, I'm not on set every day. I'm not making a living doing what I love. Last year, I made less than I did in my professional field than I did my third year into this show business thing. And I'm still serving goddamn tables the whole time. But you know what is different? It's my mindset. That's something I learned in therapy. And, and, you know, having a wife who was brought up by someone who was heavy into mental health issues. Now, obviously, I'm not a therapist. I'm just a person with problems that I try every day not to let define me. Or at least I try to, you know, direct my thoughts away from the victim mindset. And, and, turn, and in turn, you know, like, that makes me feel better when I'm dealing with all my bullshit and sets me on the right track to reach my goals. It's all internal, but it's all me. I don't need anyone else to help me feel that way. And neither do you. But you know what? It sure is nice when people offer a helping hand, you know? But again, it's not up to other people to decide your fate as well. And it's not someone else's fault you didn't succeed. That is on you. I feel like even I base my compass on failure because of others' interests in me or my endeavors. Like, ah, uh, this video I posted, you know, it didn't get a lot of views. And even this podcast, I don't know if anyone will listen to it. And I even tell people, like, uh, yeah, you know, I got a failed YouTube channel, which is a half-truth. I mean, it's a YouTube channel. I'm assuming most of my videos are more in the green than red on likes and dislikes or whatever. But, I mean, how do you even judge that? Who gives a shit? I made these things because I wanted to do it. Right? I have some sort of emotional exhibitionist complex that releases dopamine into my brain when I do public outbursts of performance. Does that make sense? I could just say, like, I'm an attention seeker, I guess, but I definitely have a negative connotation with that name. Attention seeker. And that's it's because I'm not seeking attention, you know? I'm seeking the release of my pent-up emotions, and I feel like the most professionally myself when I'm on set or working on some sort of project that I, you know did myself and then and that means that it's you know my favorite now bear with me here distraction of my existential stuff kind of like the other episode where i mention art is a distraction of existence maybe that's some sort of secret to paving your life road in happiness man i don't know you know find your art and create it or apply whatever skills you have to it and see what sticks huh anyways off topic Failure, 
positive connotations to it. There's no such thing as good failure. And please reach out to me and correct me if you feel like I'm wrong, because I really do want to be wrong on this. But I sure as hell don't feel like I am. I mean, what did that Canadian politician say recently? Uh, struggling to pay rent? Wait, hold on, let me look this up. Okay, so it was actually the BC Liberal Party leader, Canadian politics, of course, Andrew uh, Wilkinson, who said this. And I quote, bro, I can't even find the quote. Okay, here. I was a renter for 15 years. I lived in a dozen different rentals. It was challenging at times, but it was fun. <laughs> this is something about like how the challenge is a rite of passage and part of growing up and getting better. He also says it's like kind of a wacky time in life, but it can be really enjoyable. God, that is so out of touch. Like he's talking about being a young adult living on their own for the first time. What about the people leading families, man? Literally failing to pay rent and risking eviction every month. This happens to them as well. And 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 failing yourself is one thing, all right? But when you have multiple people depending on you to secure their living conditions, it's way heavier than a rich kid with high rent but still has financial support with his parents that he could fall back on if he can't make his basic ends meet. Anyways, that's just where I assume he comes from. Probably not true. Whatever. Anyways, he apparently apologized, you know, but he didn't take back what he said, obviously. You know, he just lives in a different world, man, but this is poison. He's putting positive connotations on failure. He's saying poverty is good for you. you know, stress derived from the fear of being homeless is wacky and fun. Wow. No, it's not. Failing as a father was one thing I was completely obsessed with. I was analyzing every little moment in my family's lives as a negative. For instance, I'm tired of shit when I get back from work after a double and the next morning... If I wasn't able to be the first one up making breakfast for everyone, I considered myself a deadbeat dad. And I was only going through like something called cognitive behavioral therapy in which I think I was just skimming the surface of this. You know, it's an amazing tool. And I began to realize that I cannot control and and I, I have to question these I'm a failure thoughts. I can't – they call them like immediate thoughts or something because they were just enabling my behavior, my depressive behavior. And I guess it's a little complicated at first glance, but it's all true. I mean I had to apply actions to what I wanted. And it was only through adjusting my mental internal behavior that I was able to get rid of that I'm a failure mindset that I was haunting myself with. You know, noticing what my immediate thoughts were and questioning them, you know? And that's something I hadn't even ever thought of before then. Which is why I'm telling you this now. There's such a thing as an immediate thought. And most, if not all the time, it's not even true. It's what we've been conditioned to think. Whether we were conditioned by someone else or we conditioned ourselves to think that. Immediate thoughts. They exist. Like, what? What? So instead of focusing on like what I wasn't doing, I started to note what I did do right. Like what I was doing great. Like, okay, I didn't make breakfast today, but you know what I did do? I played with my kids for an hour straight. Or, you know, I didn't do any chores this week, but you know what I did do? I went out and got groceries whenever we needed something at home without any hesitation. It's give and it's take. And if you're only highlighting what you didn't do, 
You're a part of the problem. You need to change your idea of what failure is. Then begin to focus on succeeding. Or even better, change your reaction to what you believe failure is. You can literally do that by simply trying. Forgive yourself. Look at that immediate thought, then question it. Don't react out of your immediate thought. Take literally one second and reflect on it. And then boom, you're not having a road rage anymore, for example. Now, look, I am not saying that I am happy. I'm far from it. I'm not cured. There is no cure for failure or for feeling that way. But there are things we can do to avoid sending ourselves into a pity cycle and ultimately setting ourselves up for failure instead of setting ourselves up for success. You know, that, that's going to put you in a pity cycle. And look, I'll tell you this. If someone's encouraging you by inviting you to fail, that person should be treated as someone who doesn't understand your life journey and take their advice with a grain of salt. Hell, take everything I say with a grain of salt because, you know, I don't even know you. We don't know each other, but we're getting to know each other, I guess. You know, I ain't right. I'm just speaking my truth. It ain't yours. It's not a fact. It's just how I feel about this. Do you uh, take advice from memes? I know we laugh at them or whatever, but like, you know those memes that are like in pretty fonts in front of like a picturesque background? They say things like, failure is the key to success. And like, success is going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. You know, I guess these are all very nice thoughts on the surface, but they highlight failure in a way that normalizes it and creates some sort of mindset, which I believe allows you to welcome it. I think this meme shit is what started this whole positive connotations with failure to begin with, and it's got to stop. Like, if you're about to share an inspirational quote or meme or whatever, read it again. Because when I see those, it looks like someone who's too lazy to do the work themselves, and that <laughs> if they share this dumb JPEG, they're going to feel like they did something constructive that day. You know what I mean? It's like transparent and dense. If you want something, go get it. If it doesn't work the first time, it doesn't mean you failed. It means there's more than one way to do it. And the first way that you try it is a step in the right direction of the success you crave. But, and here's the thing, I'm learning about this process too. Do something in which you find happiness in the process. Like, how the end result may not matter, but the process of making whatever it is, you know, brings you happiness. For instance, and I guess I'll go back to skateboarding here. Uh, let's say I'm trying to land a skateboard trick because I saw it somewhere else or I came up with it in my head. And I decide that this specific trick is a goal of mine that I wish to achieve. Now, will landing it once make me happy? No. But you know what does make me happy? The act of skateboarding itself. So every time I try that trick, I'm doing the act of skateboarding, making me happy with the process of achieving my goal. Sure, the whole event is littered with what could be called failures, you know, bruises, cuts, and whatever. But what it really means is that, you know, my left toe was a quarter inch out of place on my board before I ollied. So going in with what I said before, there's more than one way to achieve the goal. But now I need to just adjust my technique and like approach and then try it again. Is that a failure or is it a learning curve? Think about that. You know, I could have used acting as an analogy too, because that also brings me happiness, whether or not I get to perform to a sold out crowd or I get to do a bunch of uh, videos that I put on YouTube that never get seen by anybody, you know. Anyways, I guess I'm trying to say that, um, you know, don't let your intake 
of content form a corrupt attraction to failure. Bro, they're just memes. And that's just the man trying to get you down. Instead, focus on your success. And I guarantee that you'll start to live a more fulfilled and happier life. And I guess I'll end it like this, you know. If you feel any way about that or what I said, you know, please reach out to me and offer me a a rebuttal. You know, I'm learning too. I welcome any insight. And I know I'm probably wrong at some points. So if you get jazzed about what I say, let's come up with something. I want a solution. You know, maybe like, you know, send me a clip of you speaking your mind and I can put that clip into like a response episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so send me like an MP3 of what you want to say and I'll head it into an episode. And then, you know, like I'll react to your reaction and then we can start a dialogue from there. Although I'll warn you, I may be able able to, uh, you know, cater my reaction to yours with more nuance since I'll have more time to meditate on it and, you know, check it out. So maybe if you're going to send me an MP3 of you shouting or whatever it is, maybe take some time to be a bit more, like, eloquent and we could speak like adults. Because, I mean, I can speak like a kid, too, and you won't like me when I'm trying to be immature. I know my wife doesn't, but my kids do, though. Penis poo-poo caca. They'll, they'll laugh at that, you know. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> I don't know. What the, did I really just say penis poo-poo caca? Oh, God. Well, there's balance in everything, isn't there? Again, I'm not a doctor or psychotherapist. But this is Chris Kavner signing off, and this has been Cheaper Than Therapy. Cheaper Than Therapy.